Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards, alongside Demi Ramos. What's going on, Demi? Um, we have Matt Kearney today, and he might play a song. He might play, he's threatened to play a song. Um, and let's talk about your, before we bring him on, let's talk about your candy kid necklace here. <laughs> Demi's ready, ready for festival season. I'm ready. It was one day of hog. Yeah. Weather in New York, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go to. Finally spring, finally spring. So yes. So our guest today is someone who could absolutely take Jason Mraz in a fight. Let's bring him <laughs> out. Everybody, Matt Carney. Hey. What's going on? What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. Gotta stay right here. Yeah, Not in the middle. This way. Just You're in the really, middle. I like it. It's perfect. We love your bold colors. The 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 blue oh, is yes. nice. Very summery. The mustard yellow hat, a good choice. <laughs> you're like you're like the hat guy. You're like all kinds of hats. Did I get a hat? Yeah. Demi used to a wear on. a hat of the day. That used to be one of Demi's you things. She wore a different Demi. hat. And she let it go. But you know, she just, she's got a new shampoo she's excited about, and she wants to show off those, those, uh, salon looks, you know, so. It looks beautiful, full, just a lot of life, healthy, yeah. shine. So really much nice. healthy shine. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, you've got uh, a new album out coming out in about a month here. That's what they tell me. What's it like prepping for a new album when you can't tour and you can't go on the Today Show like you normally do? Mm-hmm. And you have to do uh, these, these little cheap podcast interviews like uh, you're doing now. <laughs> this is way more fun than the Today Show. Um, I, it's been really fun and, and, you know, being creative. We've, we've shot a ton of videos. That's been one thing we've done is like back in high school, all I wanted to do was direct movies <laughs> and so i'm getting to live out my high school dreams with um the music videos we've made we made a video for every song just yeah we poured a lot of our creative um energy into doing creative stuff like that instagram live things or there's just not the traditional radio and the normal way you would set up a record but um i don't mind it so far well, you've released two singles from the album so far, um, uh, Pontiac and Anywhere With You, and they're both doing well on streaming. So you still have fans out there waiting for that new album. Um, I want to know, it's different. Like you've obviously had songs on the radio, um, but now in the streaming era, when you release these singles, is it the same kind of anxiety you got when <laughs> is radio going to play this? Is, is there an anxiety of will this stream well? Yeah, I mean, there's so much more data now than maybe when I started, which was like when I started, there was more gatekeepers. There was like you had to like go in and like schmooze these like suits, like these like white old guys and like try to pretend you're like into their thing over like a steak dinner. So I don't mind that that's no longer part of the gig. But um, yeah, it is a little different. The new one is kind of um spotify playlists i think that's kind of become the new radio honestly it's like if you can so you are holding your breath you're like what did we get okay we're in new music friday are we on like good music or it's kind of like like, being like casey Kasem's top 40 or something totally it's it is the new radio like spotify has become that in a lot of ways and it's really frustrating at times or apple music all of them you know amazon 
but the most visible ones probably Spotify just because they make all the numbers available and you know like but yeah it's nerve-wracking that's that's more the pressure they that's the radio that you're shooting for is getting on those playlists but no there you can watch you know they give you an app where you can live see how many people are listening to your song get out it, like the day it releases it like vibrates for every play it's like you know and you're just like watching it go and um so yeah it is it's uh it's a different world and in a lot of ways it's a lot of fun because you have a lot of data to work with speaking of pontiac which is yeah like jordan said streaming really well um did you write that in 2020 that's one of my favorite tunes of yours thank you uh no i that's an older song which is weird because it took on this whole i'm still just my my white balance guys i just look so (laughs) miami sunburned i like Mm. it i like I'm not it's usually what? this Irish. Maybe it's my maybe it's my blue shirt. If I show more skin, it will get well, less. Well, we got some chest hair. We got some that kind. Oh yeah, not much. Hair. I don't got much. I don't got much. Uh, but no, I actually wrote Pontiac, um, 2019, and it was one of the first songs I wrote for this new record, January Flower. And it's weird. The like the lyrics have so resonated with 2020. Even the line. There's like a line in the second verse that says. Uh, my mama worried about my marriage, but now I'm worried about my parents. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just resonate. They're a little older, you know, like they're like, now I'm like, did you get your vaccine? Did you do this thing like that? I don't know. It's just that line really took on new meaning and the whole song has taken on a lot of new meaning. I actually wrote it after I watched an episode of This Is, what is it? This, this is, is Us. us. This is us. Hang on, hang on. Time out. Have have you had a song on This Is Us? Because it feels like you should have had a song on This Is Us. I don't think I have had a song on This Is Us yet. Mm-hmm. I've had like other iterations of This Is Us, like Parenthood was the original This Is Us, or like yeah. A well, Friday of course you've been on Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy is like the. See, I I feel this like anyone us. with an acoustic guitar has to be <laughs> on Grey's Anatomy at some point. And you really are bad if you're not on there once. Yeah, it's kind of like every every actor in Hollywood has been on an episode (laughs) of some Law and Order version, you know. And I feel like like every singer songwriter from the last twenty years has had a song on Grey's Anatomy at some point. It is like everyone who reads everyone's bio. It's like they've had songs on Grey's Anatomy and Vampire Diaries. For some reason, I see that a lot. Diagnosis Murder. No, no, not so much that. Um, Yeah, that that. Getting placements was a huge part of my kind of the beginning of my whole yeah. career and getting started. I was going to say, it's kind of when I was preparing for this, you know, I look up not just a guest music and bio, but also other interviews they've done and everything that comes up when you know, there's a Matt Carney interview is, oh, even if you don't know this guy's name, you know his music, you know his voice. <laughs> is that an insult or a compliment? Um, Maybe a little of both. It's kind maybe. of an underhanded compliment, <laughs> no, right? No. I mean, depends on who you are. Like, yeah, the the it's a compliment to the kid who like whose last job was Starbucks because that was my last job. So mm-hmm. I think every day you get to do any sort of job in this business and you get to write songs. Yeah, it is a compliment to that. Um, it is funny when you're known for a song. I should have picked a much better name. Matt Carney's like a tough like branding. I should have been like the red limo or something you know <laughs> limo. Really, you'd know that name I limo. The, uh, but but they um yeah I, I it is funny i was on the airplane once with this lady and i was like she's like it's always the question like what do you do for a living and you're like well i'm a songwriter i'm a musician and they're like well what do you mean like 
well, what's your name? Matt Carney was, what's your band? Well, it's, I go by Matt Carney. Well, like, <laughs> what, uh, have I heard of you? I'm like, no, like, you know, because they people don't recognize your name. They don't, a lot of people don't understand, like, then then you're a guy in your dorm trying to make it. And so I that whole plane ride, hour, she's like, so wait, would I, like, are you on the radio? I'm like, yeah, I've had songs on the radio. She just can't figure it out. And finally, we're getting up to leave the plane. And, like, my song comes on, the like, you know, like the walkout music. I'm like, listen, hear that song? She's like, yeah. She's like, that's me. That's what I no do. Way. She's like, oh. She's like, that's such a baller move. Such she's a like, yeah, yeah. I was like the most name droppy. And then all of a sudden she was like a fan. You know, before that, she's like, I hope you try, I hope you make it. Like, I'm really, <laughs> you're going to get your break. I'm like, yeah, you're like did you just not hear my song being played? Yeah. Over the, like, I no, made but, it. But no, the funny part was, is until that point, it was like, I hope you make it because I never heard of you. People think they haven't heard of you. You haven't made it, which is funny. It's a funny concept that we think. Um, right. But then when once she heard the song on the airplane, then she was like, can I get your picture? Oh, my gosh. Oh, like, no. Autograph. Like, oh, no. Like, you didn't know who I was five minutes ago. But now because you like the context. Anyways, so I'm used to that. And I don't I actually don't mind it because it's um, I don't know, getting early on. Maybe I wanted more of that attention. And you want. But the longer I've done this, the more I just enjoy people that know my music are fans and that's like been a real it's mellow it's it's just like I don't get stopped by people that don't know who I am I don't know well you grew up in Oregon yes me and Dorian were in New York what was that like and like how did it shape you was there a music scene I know you went to Nashville later on um yeah. to kind of like blast it up but what was it like growing up in Oregon like what was that I am it's cool squatches out in the wilderness yeah what do you guys do over there yeah, we um, we do uh, a lot of Sasquatches. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them. They're just everywhere. Yeah, just my best friend was was a Sasquatch. <laughs> I went to um, high school with several Sasquatches. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I did almost. Um, you know, I'm actually a sixth generation Oregonian on my mother's side, so that's like Demi. You might be too young, but did you play Oregon Trail as a kid in school? Was that a thing? The game. Remember Oregon Trail? Anyways. It's no, yeah, uh, Denny's yeah, too young. You, yeah, Dimmy's but Oregon Trail young. was a thing. It was this game you played in typing class or like computer class. How do you play it? it it's not a game. It's like history lesson of people coming over in the cover wagon. This is a dumb story. It's a simulation of you going across the Oregon yes. Trail. Yeah, yeah, and it's like an educational game. This is like one of those deals where teaching Gen X, Gen Z how to use a tape player situation <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yes, we my family is deep, deep Oregon. They were like covered wagon. They came over in the covered wagon. There's a lot of like um backpacking. Eugene, Oregon is like a chill kind of hippie community. So there was a lot of musicians. College town. Yeah, college town, go ducks. Um art was really <laughs> like uh considered a cool thing. So if you were into arts and you were into think creative things, that was actually really popular at my high school and was embraced in our community. So I'm really thankful for that because it was not like your typical, if you were in the art department, that was like kind of cool or um, it was like just a very celebrated, diverse community. Um, this sounds really strange, Matt, but I also have a connection to pioneer trails. Um, okay. I, I'm from Kansas City originally and the town I'm from, Raytown, Ray the suburb, Ray Town, Ray Town. it um, was built on the or the Santa Fe Trail. And 
63rd street, which is the main drag through town was literally a piece of the Santa Fe trail that became the main the street. Trail. And I have a anvil tattoo on my wow. arm, which you can there see you right there because Raytown was built around the blacksmith shop that supplied wagons on the Santa Fe trail. And so I think it's really cool to get to talk to someone who has like a connection to a trail. I have never would have traveled along the trail right. together, bro. Right. And if you remember ago. generations ago, maybe they crossed, I think the Oregon and, and Santa Fe, maybe they crossed. They would, <laughs> they would uh, you know, you'd like wave to them at the intersection, you know, you're going to Oregon. I'm going to Santa Fe. Yeah. He's um, like, do you need a tire iron? Cause I got you one right here. Like you're, right. Yeah. a yoke. Are you, do you need, you need a, yoke a yoke prepared? Uh, yes. There was a lot of, um, I mean, maybe our people, we, we, we actually have a journal from that. My family. That like a Ken Burns style. Totally. And it yeah. was like my, and it was like one brother traded his sister for a horse to like some native American people. And like, they had to go back and get him, get her. And she like, like it was collateral, like a pawn shop. Kind he of just thing. was he like, like, I don't like my sister. sister. This horse is cooler. I'm going to like trade you. And like they whipped, he got whipped and it's all in this. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. And if you remember in uh, the Oregon Trail game, you start out in Independence, Missouri is where you get your supplies. Yep. And that is right by the section of Kansas City where I grew up. So, yeah, this concludes the American history portion of the show today. <laughs> Demi, did you take notes? Did you get all that? Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a quote. I just remember the whipping part. That's it. <laughs> I, I have a question. I have a question. Even though this is Matt's show, Matt uh, Demi went to LaGuardia High School, the Fame High School, the Performing Arts High School. Oh, cool! And I was wondering, Demi, did you actually have history classes at LaGuardia? Yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing. The coolest thing about that school was you had four classes of academics and then four classes of arts, and they were equally weighed in your GPA. So you could like totally fail math, but if you passed all of your music classes. You're still good. You could probably fail math and English and still graduate if you just pass all your music classes. So, yeah. No, Matt, I, I read an interview. Like you, that. you didn't, you didn't grow up with music. You didn't have music in the household. Your, your parents weren't musicians. No. You know, so you I just. Was a, up a, I was a soccer player actually, which is. Um, you kind of have a soccer player vibe. I don't mm -hmm. know. Just. I think soccer players of, are traditionally like attractive. So oh. I think that's you know. It's a compliment. I mean, yeah. I'll show you my abs. No, they're not there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, actually. Thank you. Um, but no, I played soccer, no music. My family was um, creative, but no music. I actually didn't start writing music till I got to college. And no way. My That's roommate pretty late. Yeah, it was like my roommate had a guitar, and I knew like two chords. And honestly, I was kind of the opposite of you, Demi. I was like so limited in my ability to play music and like cover songs that I, I just ended up starting to write songs because it was easier than learning what like John Mayer was doing or whatever. I was just like, Learning I'm covers. just going to like, I'll just sit, write a couple chords and say some stuff that I find interesting. And my friends started resonating with it. And that really what started the journey was like, it was pretty late in my life. Um, I was always an English major, so I always could write and like loved words and the guitar kind of made it all fit. And I was kind of learning how to sing. And Was your roommate like, with the guitar, did he end up being jealous that you became the music star and he did not? 
uh he never played it so he did oh. he, was, he had no it was one of those like prop guitars for girls yeah. to be impressed by i know oh, i know like, the, i know the move he well he in theory wanted to be able to play it but he just didn't or couldn't i think and yeah. i just i couldn't either but i just there was this racquetball court on campus and i would go and take it and just play two two chords and just make up songs and be like emotional out there like i just speaking to myself and i was like this is so fun this is what i want to do and it really just was not a i didn't want to pursue it as a career or a job or anything it was just literally all i wanted to do was write songs it just was my passion really what did your first song sound like um my first song i wrote like an instrumental one and then i wrote there was one that was like kind of gospel like actually in the first oh, one, here like, we go here we go these chords are like actually really in now. It's like memorial stones in the middle of the Jordan. Lord, you brought me along. Raining bell from the heavens. You know that I'm strong. I can't remember this part. I like what I'm hearing so far. It sounds, it sounds decent. But then I couldn't really sing, so I. I, I would like kind of do like rap verses because I, I I was very so then I could be like you know pop dust and we sat there on the night and my skin looks really red from the times I was outside and you know I would just like make stuff up um, yeah. and so like that was really how I started was more like just kind of spoken word free form because you didn't have to really be a good singer and then you could write a, kind of a simple chorus early in your career you opened for John Mayer on one of his tours i did what was that like and do you have any juicy john mayer stories <laughs> oh do i because mm. uh, uh -oh. no, no, that I was in the middle of john mayer's um let's say romantic peak let's call it that uh he was dating um he, like little white spots um i he was dating jessica simpson at the time actually um no we were on the, the the continuum tour and it was awesome it was like i i don't i didn't realize it till maybe later in life what a special moment that was uh, i'd done a couple tours i did a tour with him and cheryl crow originally when they co-headlined and it was right after and then he put out continuum and then he had us come out and open that tour and um he was just really gracious i remember he like wrote hand wrote me a note before we got there and was like I, thanks for being here and uh he was cool he hung around i mean he he i think he had just kind of started smoking weed a little bit that was like when he did famous interviews so he would have really interesting conversations i'm like you're pretty high i bet you're definitely high right now um but he's just a genius you could tell one time he told me the story about how he would he was into gambling at the time we'd go to vegas and he could count cards through like sound or he'd, he'd be like, he was oh, like something. the sound of the cards, like the, of the no, like he would use, he was pretty high and he was really, he had just played a show. So he's on adrenaline too. He's like, so like, you know, I go to Vegas and I'm like, he's like, you know, I, I the, the queen comes and then I think that's like a D like a D is like, Ooh, and then the, then the, the, the Jack comes and that's like, Ooh, and then I, so I add those up and then I do this whole thing. And he's like counting cards through like his perfect pitch. I'm like, bro, you lost me. I don't understand. I'm the guy that can only play two chords and write songs. So, um, wow. but no, he was, he's a super cool guy. He's always been really gracious. Um, I haven't ran into him in a few years, but whenever I'd see him, he's always like super nice. 
what's your relationship at this point with nothing left to lose? I mean, it's kind of your meal ticket song, but yeah, I love this it's song. also something you get requests all the time. Like, how do you feel about the song now? I love that song. Um, it's like one of my favorite songs. It, it's a, it was like, it's like your first love in high school. Maybe, I don't know, like that. Maybe you guys went away to college and you, didn't really break up but you did you know i don't know it's just like it'll uh, like it has a special place it was a special season in my life weirdly though that song because what it's about about like kind of i wrote it about jumping in a car and driving across the country to nashville to pursue music i met this guy who said hey if you help me drive across the country we'll produce some of your songs so i was a junior in college at chico state in california playing soccer we drove across the country i was supposed to be there for a month and i was like this is it i'm dropping out of school i'm gonna pursue music so then that song's about that. So that kind of like going for it, expansive, like I'm going to take on something just still rings true at different seasons of your life. It doesn't matter where you are. That's still like a thing we're all doing all the time. So it hasn't really lost its power. It's not, I don't know. I, I still love, really love playing it, which is weird. You would think I'd hate it by now. <laughs> played it a thousand times. That's good. And that's one thing I always, I'm always interested in is, you know, a, 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 a singer's most popular song, the relationship with it. I remember I interviewed, you remember uh, Mark Cohn walking in Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I I interviewed him several years ago and he was like, it was my best song. I really don't like it. And I was like, really, really Mark Cohn. Yeah. I mean, you got to like dance with the girl that brought you. Right. That's exactly. The, that's what I always say. Like, wow, like, I love that. like you, you can't like, you can't, I don't know. It, it always made me feel weird, like like Radiohead wouldn't play their Creep song or something. Because mm -hmm. I was the kid that was like jumping off my couch, headbanging to that song. I was like, I love that song. I'd love to go to you show and see play that. For that song. Yeah. You what now? You buy the tickets for that song, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. You want to go hear it. But yeah, that one. Let's talk about Anywhere With You, okay? Because the video was so cool. I really want to get into the video. We saw you backstage. We got like the, you know, the backstage footage. This is so cool. And, you know, you're filming the video while in this see-through van. And I want to know what was that like? Whose idea was that? Uh, it was, well. A see-through van sounds dirty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you like got the uh, see-through van. You want to come through? Yeah, I got a see-through van. Uh, it was, uh. Uh, yeah, my friend had that truck. Actually, it's a mobile um, photo studio, and he like Tetchel and Co. You should check him out. Tech, he's a he's a super talented photographer. Shot my wedding. He's really talented. Um, he he just had this mobile studio, and I was like, this would be crazy if we were like driving around town, like shooting stuff. And it's something about this year and being in a box. But wanting to go places and then writing that as a love letter to fans of being like, hey, wait till we can go back and be in sh have shows mm. together just felt like the right thing. And it was wild, though, because it's so dangerous. We were like going down the highway with this like glass box and like I'm singing and the drivers taking turns and we're like flying off the side. And it was it was um, it was a, it was we pulled into downtown Nashville. And it was like people were losing their mind because we're like singing and dancing in this glass van and people were just like, what are you? They're like, they thought we were U2 or something. It was wild. Yeah. 
it, it, I don't know why I thought you you saying you two was that's like the most polarizing band to me. Everyone has like a hot take on you two. Whether yeah. you know. I mean, um, I, I I am exceptionally red, guys. I like this. It looks like I just was like. I said just, workout. Just, just got workout. back from just got. Let's see. Well, white balance. White balance me. No. Oh, it was yellow for a second. Guys, I, I need the professional gear. Um, I appreciate anyways. the effort. You need a ten. This is I have a ten dollar Amazon ring light. Your you said this is your wife's ring light. Is, is she have like a fancy ring light? Is this like a? No, it's not. Um, she's an actor and she auditions. So I got this. The self takes. When, when, when we when we go on the road, to like we went to we went to Arizona, hung out in the desert, and I was like, she needs something to tape, and I have all this like lighting. I'm like the tech guy. I love setting it up for her. Like I have all these lighting things, and. I've got this and um, yeah, I, I guess I need to send it back. You know, I, I look good. Just really red. It's fine. I don't mind. She's very Irish wife, today. You have a daughter, you're married. Yeah. Are those the people that ground you and have grounded you throughout your career these past years? No, not at all. They just, I come home and they praise me. No, that's, that's a joke. They they definitely. <laughs> he pays, he pays his wife to praise yeah. him and to shower him make them pay. They have to pay a cover charge to when I enter the house. Like, yeah. and, and, um, no, yeah, they totally are like my North star They're I have two daughters. We just had a new one actually violet. Um, so olive and violet. Um, and yeah, they're just like, they changed the whole thing. You know, they changed a little bit of my creative hours. I used to stay up super late. That's a little harder when um, musicians are funny. I've, I hadn't gotten up before 10 a.m. ever. Like, there's no reason to get up before 10 a.m. No, there's you know, not. That's no, the reason you became a musician. Exactly. And you're not selling insurance in a cubicle. Yes. So you don't have to get up before 10 a.m. Like, ten, like what? And then this child is like 6 a.m., bro. That's when I do it. I'm like, yeah. I don't do that. What are we doing? <laughs> Um, but no, they are, my wife is amazing. She's like not a fan at all, actually. Like I remember we went on our first date. She's a fan. She's a fan of me. She likes my music. But I remember we, when we were dating, we'd been dating like a month. And she was like, hey, I, I like heard one of your songs. It's, it's pretty good, man. You're pretty good. I was like, cool. Like a month into it. Right. You know, she just is not easily impressed. Um, if she does like a song, it means it's usually probably really good. But if I went to her tomorrow, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a janitor. I, I'm quitting music. She'd be like, okay. You know, like she just isn't in it for that. And I, I love it. I, that's like what was I was drawn to in the beginning. You have kind of – we had uh, John Foreman from Switchfoot on the show a couple months ago. John. And we talked about the sort of semi-Christian music um, reputation that he has. And that he's he, – and that he says something to the effect of, you know, I'm a Christian person, yeah. but I don't make Christian music. You just get lumped into it. You have had stuff chart on the Christian charts, both singles and albums. You had songs that were kind of remotely spiritual, but I wouldn't yeah. call you a Christian artist. How do you feel about the whole, you know, that whole thing of being swept up into the contemporary Christian music thing? Um, I'm, I guess I'm the opposite. I am not a Christian, but I make Christian music. No, I'm joking. That would be awful. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, um, yeah, like my faith, I, I just, it's for me when I was at Chico state and I kind of was a freshman in college, that's when my spirituality really came to life. And this like idea of a loving 
living, breathing God that's like wants relationship with you. And it seemed very real. And just the amount, the kind of path my life has been on and the miraculous moments that it just is proven to be true over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a part of my music and I love writing about it. Um, but I don't know. I just, it's, I think it's more interesting to talk about that in the way that I grew up in Eugene, Oregon. You know, if you're going to talk about what you believe and how you believe, it was like in some coffee shop with a weird belly dancing hippie lady before you. And then some, you know, that's the context of where I love to talk about my faith and who I love to talk about it with. So, but yeah, my music is a direct relation to what I believe in um, that hope. And I think you see it a lot in my music. There's kind of this undercurrent of hope and like um, acknowledging pain, but then having this like belief that there's like a plan, there's something working its way out and of good in that. And I, I think that would be a, a general theme you would see in my music a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a positivity that runs through your music. And, but I, you know, it's funny, you mentioned you were an English major. Um, when you're writing songs, there's, for people who are writing majors who have like a, a journalism or writing background, there's a tendency to kind of overwrite. When you're writing a song, putting an imagery, do you find yourself kind of having to pull it back a little bit in terms of squeezing in too much, too many words or, you know, <laughs> lyrically yeah how much how easy is it to you for for you to write a song versus the music part of it you know they're they're generally pretty linked the good songs happen real like at the same time there's no like lyrics music for me sometimes i have a title um but i've tried to get simpler over the, you know i used to be much more like imagery longer verses i like it's the more recently this new record it was like kind of how do you make something distilled down and simple that like still hits really hard? That's more challenging than mm -hmm. writing just kind of esoteric, weird images. That's kind of easy for me to just paint pictures and leave it up to the audience to figure it out. Sometimes that's the right move, but sometimes being like to the point, saying something simple and profound is the hardest part. And that's kind of been the goal lately. Yeah. That was a really like deep answer and I don't know no, how to react yeah. to it. Wait, what do you mean? Thinking about that. Well, um, yeah. You can like, you can Which say like, album? you say it again. Which way are we going with the new album? Are we going? It's definitely more like it's succinct. You know, like, like the hardest songs in the world are the ones that are simple and profound. Like, you know, I fell into a burning ring of fire, felt it burn, 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 and the flames went higher. You know, that just like, and it burned like simple, but we all know what it means. But you've never heard it before. Um, you know, John Mayer, stop this train. I want to get off like this simple, but it's just like, we're like, yeah, we've all felt that. Um, that's easier than like, you know, like shadows of velvet luminating moons. I felt your orb and touched your, you like that can sound poetic, but it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So some people feel that that's more interesting and some artists do that really well bonnie bear is like the king of that just saying stuff you're like what did you what are you talking about yeah and like but you feel it so deep so there you know there's definitely different styles and i tend to this new one you know like the like um i'll play a little bit of are we doing it are we doing it yeah do for it go for it this is really simple uh used to worry about nothing said i never grow up in 
fell in love And it was enough Until it wasn't We used to dream that we could make it Now I'm working on a paycheck And the voice in the line says I'm doing fine Can you tell that I'm faking? And we watch our friends play the same old game and we all pretend that we're okay we want to say take me back to the time getting old it's turning 25 the single cd that you burned me we played it back the way we laughed windows down rolling around the south side of town on your flip phone you told your dad no you wouldn't crash maybe we ran too fast in your pontiac my mama worried about my marriage but now i'm worried about my parents Try hard to run from what runs in your blood But you still gotta share it And we watch our friends play the same old game And we all pretend that we're okay We wanna say, take me back to the time When getting old was turning 25 The single CD that you burned me played it back the way we laughed windows down rolling around the south side of town on your flip phone you told your dad no you wouldn't crash maybe we went too fast in your Pontiac used to worry about real life until I fell into your eyes I fell in love and it was enough to make me realize you take me back to the time when getting old was turning 25 the single CD that you burned me we played it back the way we laughed windows down Rolling around the south side of town On your flip phone You told your dad no You wouldn't crash Maybe we went too fast In your Pontiac <laughs> So good go. Matt Carney Pontiac <laughs> Off the new album how does it feel to how does it feel to play that song for an audience even if it is an online audience that's the weird thing about this this whole situation is you don't get to beta test these songs for live people yeah i mean usually usually i'm not i've i've never been someone that's like trying new songs out before i record them usually they record i record them and then i put them out in the world so it's not that different um if anything you get a little more you get a little more like this. I would have maybe not done something like this as much. So you get a, you get little reps in the process of doing like Instagram live things or like, yeah, playing for you guys or I don't know if I've, I've I don't know if I've ever played that song all the way through. Um, 
live, actually. Maybe this is my debut live performance. We love it. Debut live performance. I was trying to remember the lyrics, um, but it's still new. I'm, I'm like, kind of know how to play it. But uh, yeah, that was day. That was it. That was my first first live performance. line. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what happened was is is I I I don't actually I don't know if I ever told it. Finish the story, but this is us. I was I we I've been in a season of writing. There was this artist named Rez from this band called Time Flies. They were like electronic band, and he was supposed to write with me the next day. And um, in Nashville, sometimes you do these like co-writing sessions where every once in a while you'll set up just meetings and like, hey, come over to my house at eleven. We'll write till four and see what happens. But not before ten a.m. No, 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 not 10 a.m. It's usually mm -hmm. usually like 11. In Nashville's a little early, 11 to 4 or 5. L.A.'s like 12 to 9. They're a little later cats. I think they like to avoid the uh, traffic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we. I was watching This Is Us, and I was sitting in bed, and there's like this girl, you know, they adopt this girl, and her nickname in high school is Pontiac because they made fun of her because she slept in her car because she was homeless. So she's telling that story, and I was like, Pontiac, that's a cool word. I was like, I don't know why I like that. I just wrote it in my phone. And the next day, he showed up, Rez, and I'm like, hey, man, I was not inspired. I had nothing. I was like, dude, I don't really want to write. I don't know you. Like, hey, let's – It's uh, that's sometimes awkward. You're like a first date, but you're trying to write a song. It's like, hey, I'm Matt. Cool. What kind of music do you like? You know? And I was like, I just have this title called Pontiac. I don't know even know what that means or what we would write it about. And I started Googling. I was like, oh, well, Pontiac went out of business in like 2015. I was like, oh, interesting. This car company we all know the name of but no longer exists. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a metaphor for life and moving fast and this era of these other things that, I, you know, burn CDs. I used to have a flip phone. I was like, I just started like saying those kind of things like, yeah, like Pontiac. But then I was like, yeah, life went too fast. Oh, fast in your car, like a double meaning, fast in your Pontiac. I was like, this is dope. And we just wrote this whole song in like, Man, it took it probably we probably wrote it in an hour. It was like one of those that just kind of happens really easily. Well, it's a really good song, and I can see that it's one of those songs that would translate well to YouTube covers and different versions and you know that kind of thing, which is really cool. Like I gotta get my TikTok game going stronger because yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Get it together. I'm yeah. just I I know I was today. Are you was a social to... media person? Or do you, um, do you like do you enjoy it? <laughs> He's like, grudgingly do it. Um, I, I am not good at forming that kind of. I enjoy it when I do, but I, I definitely the consistency of being successful at it to have to have it be a part of what you do every day. Um, you know that's that can be challenging at times because I don't care. Uh, there's days I'm like I really don't want to do this, but I'm like, but you're on a mountain and it's beautiful. You should post this. I'm like, I just don't want to. And like, that's good content. You should always post that stuff. So yeah, post that, that damn mountain. That sun's yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I just don't, it's hard for me sometimes. <laughs> so I don't have an, I also don't have like the, the Instagram boyfriend, you know, like you need that. If you're going to have a <laughs> solid influencer preference, pre you need the solid boyfriend that knows like the angle to take of you. And your kids are too young to help you with this too. Yeah. You know, she's so. like always, it's always from below. It's always this weird yeah. angle. <laughs> It's yeah. like, dad, let me take a photo. You know, my wife is like, no, I'm not taking your photo. So um, oh my I really God. need to work on that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being on the show, Matt. That's all we got. And congratulations on the new album. 
and uh, we hope that uh, it does really well. It's the song so far sound amazing. And um, we hope you can get out and tour on this thing sometime in the fall or, or late summer. It's looking like October is potentially the beginning. I'm really excited. Um, thank you guys so much. Such an honor to be here. And uh, I love, I love chatting with you and my sunburned face. It's been great. You, you look great. You're not nearly as red as you think you are. So if that, if that is any, uh, if that is any help. Okay. Feel better. I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Matt Carney, his new album is out on May 21st. Thanks guys. Thanks, and, uh, so that was Matt Carney new album. January flower is out May 21st. These singles, uh, two singles are out now. Uh, Demi, I could tell when he said, when he sang that song, when you sang Pontiac, which you and you like that song, I could see you swaying back and forth. You're like already in concert mode. Like you want to be out there so hard. I have my rave beads on, you know, October it is. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us guys. As always, you can go to, go to popdust.com for an archive of all our past shows. You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan, Jordan Edwards studio and Demi on Instagram at Demi underscore Ramos. Thanks, thanks to our guest, Matt Carney, and we will see you next week.